Welcome. We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow. Today I'm going to share on the word flourish. God's called us to flourish. Why don't we reach up to heaven and thank him? Maybe you've already been flourishing in so many ways. Maybe say, boy, I wish I could flourish more. Well, let's reach up to heaven right now. Lord, I thank you that you are the giver of life. Lord, you're the giver of abundant life. And I pray today, Lord, we would grab a hold of the truth that as followers of you, you have called us to flourish in this life, in every area of our lives. God, I thank you for breakthroughs. Thank you for truth that sets us free. Thank you for your healing presence. Thank you for your restoration of grace over our lives that you are always with us in any fire and you walk through us into victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone shouted? Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. God is good. Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Verses 12 to 14. We've also started live streaming our preaching on Sundays. And, uh, and also we had podcast, so we're getting ready to do that. So uh, a huge uh, welcome for all those who might be looking at this online. Welcome to church and, or on a podcast. Psalm 92 verse 12, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. You feeling like a tree today, a big tall tree? They will f- plant it in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. That's a good promise, not just for older people, but for everyone. The Amplified says, The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long-lived, upright and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. Today I want to talk about the word flourish. Who knows what the word flourish means? It actually means God's abundance. That's what one of the main meanings of the word flourish is. God's abundance over our lives. Peace, hope, joy, strength, provision, influence, favour, whatever it is. God says, I have called you to flourish as you are in His presence, as you honour God and His Word. Psalm 1 was one of the, I talked a few weeks about learning verses, memorising Scripture. This is one of the first ones I learnt was Psalm 1. Only six verses, a bit easier than Psalm 119. So take a, take a short one to start with. Verses 1 to 3 in the Passion Version says, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Wow, how, how, it's so terrible to be with, with a scorner. They're mocking and they just bring um, negativity to everything. But his pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am or to our awesome God. Meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design. That's a good thought. God's planted you where you are, in this church, in this community, or wherever you come from. It's God's design. Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed and ever prosperous. Does that sound like your life? If it doesn't, 
God wants to show us how to live in a place where no matter what we're walking through, we can be never dry, never fainting, ever blessed and ever prosperous. You say, that sounds like heaven. That's too high. That's too high an ideal for this life. You don't know what my life's like. Hey, we all go through stuff, but we sang that beautiful new song today that no matter what we walk through, there's always another in the fire. King Neb said, how many do we throw in that fire? Three. He said, the fourth, there's four in there and he looks like the son of God. Let me tell you, you don't walk this life alone if you make room for Jesus. So the word flourish means God abundance. And abundance, when God says abundant, it means overflow. Not just enough to get you through, that there's an overflow in our lives. It reminds me of John 10.10. Jesus was speaking, he says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Wow, that's the sort of life God wants us to have. And that's how we can live. And some of us that have known Jesus for a considerable period of time, we say, that is so, so true. Sometimes you wake up and think, God, you've just blessed my life so much. I've got good relationships with most of the people in my uh, circle of influence and world. And I thought, God, you are so amazing. And then sometimes when you go through tough times, you stop and say, God, you are the one who blesses us and is going to give us grace to come through. And it says that he will have an overflow in our lives. When this uh, word stirred in my heart this week, I was reminded of a prophecy that Michael Maiden, a prophet from America, spoke over my life last November when I went to an IC leadership conference in Brisbane. And some of you have uh, um, heard Michael Maiden preach or uh, seen some of his prophecies. He's uh, an amazing, uh, insightful man of God. I'd met him once before, but he didn't know anything about me. And this is what he said as he prophesied this word over me. He says, Pastor Ross, you have a great heart. You are such an encourager. I saw this beautiful greenhouse. It was your ministry, your church. And there were all these beautiful exotic plants just flourishing. People flourish under your ministry because you are healthy. You are healthy emotionally and spiritually. And you create a healthy environment. You create this beautiful culture. I just declare a season of multiplication in your whole ministry. You keep doing the things you are doing and watch what God does. He is breathing upon. He is calling it forth into increase. That can only be explained as an act of God, a move of God. So God, thank you for this season. And then he went on and says, you have a great staff, great sons and daughters around you. And they're going to start to flourish and prosper around you. I see two property miracles, two related things. So I loosen the grace of God into the realm of your property, one close and one in extension. God do miracles through Pastor Ross. Wow, so I know that was a word for me, but it was a word for our church and our city. And let's give him praise that he's our God that speaks words of life. He speaks words of truth. Now those two property miracles for our church to build our home for the harvest and it's for transformations to get their building. That is immediately spoken. I knew that was what the Word of God was about. And so we're moving towards for that. And he said, I see this culture where people can flourish. Some of you plant plants and grow things and some of you haven't got a green thumb, you've got a brown thumb. You're very good at killing plants, you know. You either have too much water on them or not enough or you plant them in the wrong spot, or a, a one that needs sun, you put it inside, or vice versa. I've done that too. 
But I generally brought up on a farm and my mum and dad grew nearly all of our own vegetables and fruit and trees on trees. So I understand a few basics about it. And I've learned if you give a right environment, plants will flourish. And sometimes they'll surprise you when you think, oh, it's not the right season, they won't do it. I planted some uh, cherry tomato plants in end of summer this year. It was just too hot. You know, that hot, dry season. Most of them died. I'm pouring water on every day, but it was so hot, they were just getting baked in the sun. Most of them died. I pulled them out. There was two of them sort of struggled through, and as soon as autumn came and we got another lot of rain, they took off like a rocket. They filled the whole garden bed over the fence, and we got bucketfuls of tomatoes off the two that somehow survived and made more than all the others if they would have flourished. I thought, well, I didn't do well planting in the right season, but the two that survived, they just had tomatoes everywhere and I thought sometimes our lives are a bit like that God surprises us we think God I'm doing really well in this area but I'm not really good in that area and all of a sudden he puts his hand on it and everything starts to just flow it flourishes you know there's an overflow of creativity and energy and uh, wealth and overflow of finance and provision and favor and when God touches something it flourishes and when we come under his blessing it says those who dwell in the house of the Lord doesn't mean you've set up your bed and live in church and sleep and eat here. It means you've got a heart that's planted in the house of God. A heart that's connected to the body of Christ. It says you will flourish. And Marilyn and I, we've tried to build an atmosphere in this church, a culture where people, no matter what background, what nationality, what age they are, that they can flourish in the presence of God. That's why we love to worship. That's why we make room for the presence of God. That's why we preach the word. And so some of you uh, know our uh, Bayside acrostic, which is our seven key things for our church. B stands for Bible-based foundation. We base our, our foundation, our teaching on the word of God. A is for always generous. We're a generous church in finance, in time, in gifts and, and ministries. We're generous. We're sharing it here and in our community. Y is for? Yes to the Holy Spirit. Yes, we make room for the Spirit of God in our worship, in our prayer, in believing for the miraculous, breakthroughs, healing, transformation. S stands for service. And Mary Lynn preached on more than a volunteer a few weeks ago. That it's not just being a volunteer, but it's that heart of service that loves to reach out to other people. Because by serving Jesus, we serve others and there's an overflow. And I stands for inclusive. All ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds. And that's our heart. So that people can flourish no matter where they come from. If they're planted here in the presence of Jesus, they will flourish. Doesn't mean everything's perfect, but there's an overflow and flourishing. D stands for discipleship. Go and make disciples. Become followers of Jesus. And we've got mentoring and coaching and teams and our belong leadership pathway we have ways that we can help people grow into discipleship and new christians courses all sorts of things and e stands for evangelism share what we have the story the good news and we'll look at ways to get that message out every way we can through your life through facebook through uh, websites, through live streaming, through all sorts of things. We want the message that we have and your story just touching the people of our community because people are desperate for hope and answers. They really, really are. Every week we've got new people coming to church and we want to welcome you. And I want to encourage our own church to let's be welcoming. 
Just find someone you don't know and introduce yourself and, and just connect with one another. If we all do it, no one will get missed. And uh, there'll be lots of people welcoming and connecting. And I just do it naturally, not just because I'm a pastor, but I love people. I was doing this long time before I was a pastor. I just love people. I used to work in a bank and I used to, I used to work hard to remember every, the name of every person who used to come in the bank that I regularly served. And that's where I learned to remember names. The manager said, see how many names you can remember. So I took it on as a task. And so anyone who's coming in at least once a week, I'd look at their name on their passbook or on their check or on their deposit withdrawals, and I'd try and remember their names. And so I've done this a long time before as a pastor. It's about caring for people. Something happens when you remember someone's name and when you use it. And I want to encourage you to do that. We're a large growing family. That's fun, but it's also a stretch. Anyone's ever had one or two kids and then another couple arrive? All of a sudden, everything's stretched. Everything's changed. As we grow, someone might be sitting in your seat. Someone might, you might have to wait for an extra 30 seconds to get your cupper outside. Oh, this is no good. It was nice when it was small. No, the key is you've got to remember what you were like when someone made space for you when you first came. That's all you've got to do and, and say, let's connect. Let's welcome Let's find a way to include people. Just add one more person to your circle of friends in your small group, in your ministry group, and all of a sudden, more and more people are connected. And so it's a growing family. It involves dynamics of leadership, building and maintaining culture, welcoming new people, supporting and healing the broken and needy, encouragement, resolving conflict, grace and forgiveness, service, making Jesus at the centre, common vision and goals, and dealing with a spiritual enemy who wants to try and stop all of that stuff. And together, we can have a culture that, where people can flourish. That's our passion and our goal. And I believe God is opening more and more doorways of influence for your life, for our church across this city than ever before. How, and there's a couple of other scriptures. Proverbs 14, 11 says, The household of the wicked is soon torn apart, while the family of the righteous flourishes. That's a good verse to pray over your family. The family of the righteous flourishes. Doesn't mean you don't have any sick kids, no, but it means that you find a way to walk through. Doesn't mean you have any no challenges, no, but you find a way to walk through. Bad things can happen to good people, but keep trusting in God and your life will flourish. Sometimes people think abundant life means no negative things happen in my life. That's not true. But you can flourish and come out the other side Better and stronger and Jesus is the one that people see. Another proverb, I love Proverbs, 19 verse 8 says, Do yourself a favour and love wisdom. Learn all you can, then watch your life flourish and prosper. Wow. You want to prosper? Get wisdom. It's been one of my greatest prayers all my life. Say, God, give me wisdom to know how to handle conflict, how to welcome new people, how to process my own emotions, how to understand how things work. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it and it says you will flourish and prosper. And don't get jealous of other people that are doing well. When I was young, I thought, God, how come you're blessing them so much? And I'm still trying to work that out. I said, that's okay. Rejoice with those that are doing well and get beside them and find out what they've learned that makes them prosper. Don't get jealous of other people that God seems to be blessing. Sometimes they need the greater blessing because they've got some areas and challenges in life and they need some more miracles than you do. And rejoice in those breakthroughs. So how do you keep flourishing? 
Here's a few things that we've learned to do as a church and in our own lives. Number one, we make room for praise and worship and the Holy Spirit to flow. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there is blessing and breakthroughs. Where you make room for Jesus, then He will reveal His grace. Stay focused with vision and purpose. I don't know about you, but there's so many distractions. You set a goal and a week later you think, oh boy, I've hardly even looked at what I was going to do. Why? Because you've got social media, you've got friends, you've got enemies, you've got the, the things in the world, you've got study, you've got commitments, then you've got your fears and procrastination, all the other things that we wrestle with, and other people's stress and strife spills over into our lives. And before you know it, you've lost focus on what you're trying to do. But if we can stay focused on what God's called us to do individually and corporately, let me tell you, you will flourish. And together, we will flourish we need to have self-care for our health in our spirit, emotions, mind and body. Looking after ourselves. We need to look after our health. No good having a great passion and then you, you die 10 years younger because, than you should because you haven't looked after your body. So we want to have health in our mind and our emotions. Let your heart grow, not shrink. When you get a setback, the temptation to pull back and say, I'll never try that again. And occasionally you probably should not try it again because you were trying to go outside your gift mix. I'm not going to try and play um, keyboards in church or drums because I would be an absolute disaster and I will shrink back from that one because that's not my gift. But if I'm called to serve and do something and I shrink back because I have a disappointment or someone else says, oh, you're not very good at that. <coughs> if God's called you to do it, you find a way to press through and get better and you flourish. You don't shrink back. Be generous with your time, attitudes, resources, encouragement. Praise and worship. Be responsive to the Holy Spirit. I've just learned, just keep saying yes to God. When He stirs your heart to study or to learn or to step up and pray for someone or to get beside someone, get on board of a team. If God stirs you to do it, just say yes. So I'm not sure how to do it. Well, there's people here who will help train you. Just keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit and you'll be amazed how your life will flourish. That's been one of the secrets for our lives. We're not the most talented or gifted couple, but we've just determined not to shrink back, but just keep saying yes. And some of the things we've said yes to, I look back now with absolute amazement that we survived and that God's grace <coughs> worked through us and in us. And, and I've just learned, just keep saying yes. If you keep saying yes with reckless faith, not, not wrong faith, but just a boldness to keep going, you'll be amazed how flourishing will happen over your life but you've got to let God continue to heal and restore you and you need to uh, face your fears and battles with God's word Acts 12 24 it says in the new church but the word of God continue to spread and flourish wow the word of God can flourish I've learned it. the more I put the word into my soul and my mind and obey it I my life flourishes I've shown that over and over again Keep putting the Word of God because it will sift through those things that are not honouring of God. It will sift through our own attitudes and fears and shame and it will take them off and you'll start to live in truth and revelation. Let the Word do its work in your heart and life. And I shared a few weeks ago that when I was younger, I would often hear people say, what's the Bible say? I don't hear that very often anymore because we don't, base, we don't truly base our life on the Word of God. We base it on other people's opinion, perspectives, our own feelings, attitudes. We don't go to the Word as our foundation. So when you're faced with a decision, you should first of all say, what's the Bible say and what's the Holy Spirit say before you go anywhere else? 
That's when you've got the Bible as your foundation. Truly. So if you're facing a difficult situation, you should be seeking God and getting the word out and say, what's the word of God say? What's the wisdom of God for this situation? And if we do that, let me tell you, your life will flourish. Joshua 1.8 says that he uh, sought the Lord and he studied the word of God, meditated on it. He says, you won't be able to keep up with the prosperity and success of your life. Wow, it's so, so true. We need to deal with conflict and distraction. That's the difficult part. Oh Lord, if only people were easy to get along with. Lord, if those people in my family were only had a different personality and didn't rub me up the wrong way and clash. Guess what? God puts you with people that will help you to grow. Someone called them files in God's hand to file off the rough edges of our lives. Don't try and push the file away or reject it because he'll send two or three more because he knows he needs to work on that area of your life. He loves you too much to leave you the way you are. So guess what? Those people that you think are difficult in your family or in our church, they are gifts of God to your life. That takes maturity to see that because we go, God, just move them on. Don't like the people in this life group, I'll just find another group. So you keep moving from group to group and you don't grow because God uses binding relationships to build godly character. That's what he does. And he helps us to grow. And you need to keep growing and serving the Lord because as his spirit flows through you, it cleanses us and helps us to make us more free and whole. I was having a chat to someone this week, can't remember who it was. But we were talking about sometimes we think we've got to have it all together before we start to serve God and get on a team and volunteer. If we all do that, we'll be ready to serve when we get to heaven. Because we've all got stuff still going on in our lives and we're still working it through. But I've learned that when you're available and you're willing to be teachable and work in teams, the very fact that you serve means the Spirit of God starts to flow through you. And remember, He is the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit starts to flow through you in your acts of kindness, speaking, praying, planning, creating, whatever it is, as He's flowing through you, the Holy Spirit's bringing holiness in your life at the same time. It's like living water flows through and cleans out the junk in your life and helps you come into more wholeness while you're actually on the process. There are seasons of rest. There are seasons of getting refreshed. I understand that. But often we wait way too long to start serving. I heard one preacher who had a church of about 25,000 people in the Philippines and he preached and I was sort of thinking, that doesn't work. He said, yes, it does. He said, if you... All you've got to do is be one step ahead of the person you're discipling. One step ahead. So they would actually throw people into lead life groups four weeks after they were saved. But they had a, law, they had a clear process of support because they knew all their friends and they, their church just kept multiplying by the thousands because they threw people in really quickly with appropriate training and support and they brought all their friends and they all kept getting saved and that's how their church just multiplied over and over. And there were 25,000 last I heard because he said, we often wait way too long to get people sorted out enough to serve. But if you've got right processes and networks and covering through the journey, you'll see that God will cleanse them as they serve. And I thought he was a bit reckless. But I look back and think they had a whole lot of safeguards in place so that we've just been way too cautious at times. And sometimes we've got to 
learn that the Holy Spirit will cleanse us as he flows through us. And sure, you need major things sorted out and networks, I understand that. But I think sometimes we have that thing of, I've got to do 10 years Bible college before I can ever speak a five-minute devotion at communion. Hey, God wants us to grow. Luke 8, 8 says, Yet some of the seed fell onto good fertile soil, and it grew and flourished, and it produced more than a hundredfold harvest, a bumper crop. Then Jesus added, shouting out to all who would hear, Listen with your heart and you will understand. Well, let your heart just be teachable and you will see life will flourish through you. And many of you have seen that over and over. I want to encourage you, let's keep pressing on and let the Word of God flourish. Here's another good word. 1 John 3.24 says, For all who obey His commands find their lives joined in unison with Him and He lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that He constantly lives and flourishes in us by the Spirit that He has given us. That's a really good verse, that one. He lives and flourishes in them. We, have an, we know and have the proof that He constantly lives and flourishes in us by the Spirit He has given us. The Holy Spirit will confirm. And I want to encourage you, if you're not involved in a team in this church, say, hey, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to grow. Find something you, you like, you're passionate with, and let's see if we can find a pathway for you to grow and flourish and learn. Based on transformations, I'm amazed that some of the guys and girls, they come in with a whole lot of stuff and you guys know that. Within six months, some of them are leaders in the program. And I actually think, God, there's still so much to sort out. Yes, there is, but there's a process of discipleship, support, mentoring, and they flourish. And I'm amazed in 12 months, they are way ahead of most of us that come to church once a week. Why? Because they've learnt this principle. You're the comfortable ones that are thinking, oh boy, church was going great until the pastor started preaching today. <laughs> God loves it. He wants your life to grow and flourish. And, and stay teachable and let, let's see what God will do in our hearts and through our lives. And number the last one, if you want to flourish, is stay con- fully connected to the church, the body of Christ. You want to flourish, stay connected to the body of Christ. The enemy will try and get you to pull back or to hide or to step back. And there's a million and one excuses. But I just see lots of people God's bringing back into his church and into his kingdom. I had the privilege yesterday of doing a baby dedication on a Saturday. Got a phone call from a a lady about six weeks ago and says, would you do a baby dedication? Do you do them not only in church? I said, well, I normally prefer to do them in church. But she said, would you do it at our home? I said, yeah, I've done that before. Turns out she used to come to Kids Club 10 or more years ago. Not a full-on Christian yet. But they had a baby and they wanted me to come and do a baby dedication. So I went there. There's about 15 people. There was, the great, there was the, the great grandmother, the grandparents, the parents, kids, aunties, uncles. None of them have been to our church apart from this one about 10 years ago a few times. And though I said, do you want me to pray and read this? Oh, yeah, do all that. That's fine. That's what I'm asking you. I want blessing on our little girl. So we had church in their lounge room yesterday with 15 people who haven't been to our church. Someone will probably end up coming eventually. And I just thank God, and I just count that as a part of flourishing, where influence grows and people will talk with you, open doors, and I just see that happening all around us, where the flourishing presence of God is opening doors. 
that no man can close. And Huani, I was at the uh, Chamber of Commerce breakfast, 150 people there on, on um, Wednesday morning and Transformations were the sponsor of the day. So they, would, they get a five-minute spot and then they um, give a uh, donation to someone there that wins it. And Huani gets up and shares his heart and they, we watch the, the DVD, A Testimony of Lena and of Quinton. And so all 150 business leaders and the mayor and all those are watching and hearing the name of Jesus lifted up on high and what God's doing in transformation. Are that the doors of favour are opening across our city. And then we meet with the deputy mayor and we're going to take Carol's by candlelight back down to the Oval because they're just about finished. And, and, and it's like there's doors just opening everywhere. And some of you have been telling me the stories, what's happening in your business. We celebrate with Richard and Gwen their 30 years of uh, business on, on that uh, Thursday afternoon. Where, and they invite us to come and pray. And, and some of the representatives, national representatives from the glass company, they came and said, we've never seen a business do this. How they love their people, they honour them. And it was like the blessing of God was just so obvious because they're doing it God's way. So well done, guys. Congratulations. The Spirit of God works, and there's favour just opening everywhere. I see He's causing His church to flourish, and He's causing our lives to flourish as we just put Him first and learn to do it God's way, and the doors will continue to open. A couple more scriptures to wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 12.25 says, The way God designs our body is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part depending on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. That's a beautiful thought, eh? Every other part is involved with the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. That's what's happening today as I'm sharing a few of these stories. You're saying, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for a church. You join in the exuberance because we all flourish together. Philippians 1.9 says, so this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Mm. live a lover's life circumspect and exemplary a life Jesus would be proud of bountiful in fruits from the soul making Jesus attractive to all getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God wow let your love flourish let your love flourish that's a challenge I say God how do I communicate your love more effectively I love the passion version as you See, and this week I got so excited because the book of Isaiah has now just been released in Passion. So I've been digging into that this week. I thought, yes! And Isaiah 58, 11 says, Yahweh will always guide you where to go and what to do. He will fill you with refreshment even when you're in a dry, difficult place. He will continually restore strength to you so you will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an overflowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. Wow, that is awesome. You will flourish like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. To wrap it up today, it's so important that your life flourishes personally, not just for you. 
It's really important your life flourishes so you can be a blessing to your friends and your family. Because when you're flourishing in God's wisdom, grace and overflow, the people around you get really blessed. If they're not Christians, they'll sometimes get challenged, but they'll get blessed. The blessing of Joseph spilled over the wall. How many businesses have I talked to? They said, that person, and I found out they were a Christian, when they joined our business, everything changed in our office. The atmosphere became more positive. The work ethic improved. I thought, hey, that's a flourishing Christian influence in their whole workplace. Maybe if you live in a nursing home or a, or a unit complex, your life can cause blessing over all of the people in that neighbourhood. You join a life group and all of a sudden the atmosphere lifts because you, you bring faith to it. Wow. But also, listen to this verse, Proverbs 29 verse 2. Everyone rejoices when the lovers of God flourish. But the people groan when the wicked rise to power. One of the verses says, When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. Wow. God's calling you and I to flourish and rise in leadership, influence, favour, relationships, so we make Jesus attractive. And our whole community and nation thrives when the righteous flourish. Wow, that takes it to another level, hey? So it's not just about you being blessed. It's about what we do will cause our nation, our community to flourish. So God's put you, He's planted you where you are for His kingdom glory. I want to encourage you, don't lose sight of that because together we will flourish. Let's stand in His presence today. What's the word flourish mean? God's abundance. God's abundance. Some of you need to look and say, God, I thank you that you're flourishing in my life because your abundance is overflowing. Thank you for joining us. Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or on our social media pages at Bayside Christian Church.